hello, hello. You're listening to Batch Signal, a.k.a. the little podcast that could, a.k.a. the number one podcast <laughs> in this group. My name is Dylan. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with my perfect, wonderful, genius best friend, Kate. And we're here to talk about all things Batch this week. And yet again, it's uh, sort of a doozy, um, <laughs> to, to, to put it mildly. Uh, so, Kate, can you... Um, take us somewhere what frame frame (laughs) for us this uh this episode this week in bachelor nation so we're on the fourth week of claire's season and you know we've been best friends for a decade i love Mm -hmm. you and i'm always so excited to talk to you but i am just static like radiating energy to hear what you thought about this um I, I get, you know, I said it last pod, but my my general feeling watching this episode and watching a lot of these episodes is that I have not been watching a reality TV show. Um, and I've been struggling to figure out what exactly I've been watching and we've been watching, what, we, what we've been experiencing. And I think it's something akin to, it's like, so it's not a reality TV show. It feels more like theater it feels more just Mm -hmm. like a production we're watching something be made and produced in front of us and uh something that seems familiar but like isn't and like then we'll get into it but i mean like especially the way that chris harrison behaved (laughs) this episode (laughs) maybe just think oh is this just like is this show is this thing just like about specific ideas uh, and not like really about and one of them being love but that it's not really a show proper you know like it's like a ritual it feels like it felt like a ritual like we were watching that like had to be completed and it it was (laughs) it it was um it was riveting I was I was honestly like I was shocked. I was so engaged. I was a little bit afraid of what I was, you know, like I wasn't really sure. Um, it just like what was going on with Chris, like what deal he's made. <laughs> um, uh, and any, anyway, so I, I, I again, I'm, I'm thinking of it in terms of this kind of ritualistic ex- like viewing experience uh, and less like just a straightforward reality TV show. That's kind of you, where I am with this. You've transcended to like a higher plane. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are floating above us watching the <laughs> like. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's something I've never felt before. No, no. <laughs> you are glowing. So. Uh, oh, thank you. That's well, it's all thanks. All, praise be to uh, Lord God, Chris Harrison. How is that be? Um, I I cannot give I the the credit is all due to them. Mm-hmm. I I felt a similar like personal change during this. <laughs> like the analogy for me is like you know I like astrology and mm-hmm. the thing I like astrology is less about the predictions and more about how. I could watch my own reactions to something's prediction about my future help me like as a compass to gauge how I'm feeling about something in my life. Mm-hmm. I felt similarly about this episode where like I watched it twice and mm-hmm. I, my feelings about production and Claire and Dale like shifted so greatly throughout these two episodes that I really mm-hmm. had to like 
look at myself <laughs> and be like, why am I feeling these feelings? And like recognize the shift I was having. Um, and it was a lot. It was pretty intense. Can you, I, I must know more about this shift. Like what, like, please, <laughs> please, please tell us more about this. I, I don't know. I mean, we've gone back and forth on this about like some episodes. I'm like, Claire is the worst. And like this season is going this way because of her actions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, production is the worst and Claire is like a victim of their machinations Mm -hmm. and like Dale is kind of in on all this in some way and then during my like second rewatch I was kind of at a point of like hmm like Claire wants this more than I thought production seems to be like benefiting from the chaos and like maybe pushing the shift a little bit but they also Mm -hmm. seem pretty like unprepared and surprised and mm. Dale is, uh, this is where I'm having the hardest time. <laughs> like, yeah. Dale is like, sometimes he seems Machiavellian to me. Other times he seems like a victim in this crazy, insane thing between Claire and production that they're pushing back and forth. Mm. But also like, I'm, as a, someone with kind of an avoidant attachment style, I think like watching <laughs> Dale, like, be pushed into this like very intense commitment by these other two parties like trips a lot up in me of like this is my fantasy nightmare of what would happen if I went on The Bachelor. (laughs) Okay. But also then I'm like am I have I internalized some misogyny about like women trapping men and like am Mm. I more readily able to see or feel that way because I have these like views about Mm -hmm. you know like women wanting to get married and men getting trapped Mm -hmm. or has Dale been trapped (laughs) I don't know you know (laughs) yeah I I'm glad you raised this weird triangle Mm -hmm. um, because I think it seems like there is this really intense and delicate like interplay between the three of 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 these like actors and that Mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem like anybody is really on the same page and that's what has made this show that's what has made it like really confusing because I've similarly felt uh had sort of changes of opinion and feeling um about like who I should be mad at kind of you know and and trying to keep track of who production wants me to be mad at and trying to trying to figure out the sort of authenticity of anybody's sort of individual action mm-hmm. has been so impossible mm-hmm. and and i think it's and i, I I'm, I'm wondering if it's because yeah, what if like not everybody's really on the same page here what if you know i would believe it if or okay look, starting with claire i would believe that yeah. Yes, she does want this. She wants the completion of her journey, her fantasy, her story. That's what mm-hmm. she. That's what she wants. It's like un- because she doesn't really articulate in very specific terms what that is. Mm-hmm. It's hard, and because she has been, conv- I don't know. It's like has she been convinced that she's really in control here, or mm-hmm. by production, or does she actually understand that she's not mm-hmm. and so it, so I think 
to be more spe- to be to, to look to close read here um mm-hmm. i think it all comes down to the uh the most like thrilling 15 20 minutes of the show i've probably ever seen and it goes from when chris harrison it, it uh, sits down with claire for the second of three yeah. fireside chats in the episode i think there are he sits down with her three times or twice yeah and sits down with dale i think it's three times i yeah because there's the morning the first morning where he says he blew up the bachelorette Mm -hmm. and then there's after the fantasy suite where she's like what Mm -hmm. do you want and it's like a proposal right Mm -hmm. and then is the third time when she has to go dump the guys it's after she dumps everyone maybe and it's the the third time is when he it's after chris harrison goes to talk to dale and then yeah. she comes back and says, then, then he comes back and says, he, okay, like Dale, Dale may or may not, or no, Claire's like freaking out. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, like, yeah. what's going on? So it's like, okay. So those three, maybe it's like those three fireside chats were mm-hmm. with fireside Claire. Uh, that's what I'm calling it. Fireside, ch- fireside chats with Chris Harrison. I love um, it. <laughs> where, where I was just like, what? I, my, my mind was completely fucking blown with what they mm-hmm. were trying to do. Um, and specifically in the one where he, where Claire said is after their fantasy suite, well, she says like basically she's like, oh, so what's next? Mm-hmm. You know what what happens next? And that was the moment where I was like, wait, what? I thought you know because we're we're supposed to feel like she's completely in control, like that mm-hmm. everything is her decision, everything that happened, you know, all of that stuff. And yet now she's going like, what? So what do I do? What happens mm-hmm. now? You know, and Chris Harrison says, well, <laughs> <laughs> a proposal. And I was like, fucking what? What? No <laughs> fucking way. No. And he says it with such seriousness. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he is like, it's like she, it's like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like he's been like he's been really exuding a lot of like dad energy like mm-hmm. entire season, but like particularly in this one, it's like he's yeah. the sort of consummate father figure who is like, okay, well, you you need to get married. This is how this works. You need to like a proposal is what needs to happen here. And Claire, and this was that was the thing for me is like Claire does not say that she wants a proposal. She doesn't mm-hmm. say that she wants to leave. She doesn't like volunteer any of that. Chris Harrison. I, I.e. production says we need a proposal. That's all we need. That's what that's what is going to happen here. And Claire, I could not tell. And so this is what I believe that Claire, that's what she wanted, mm-hmm. you know. And but it seems like that's not really what she had in mind. And in a, a season that has felt like pretty pre-planned and felt like okay, Claire's kind of going through the motions. Claire's like like sort of doing what production said. There's a, there's a, a sort of, they're on the same page here. This was the one moment where I was like, oh, I don't know if they're really on the same page, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when, then when Chris Harrison goes to Dale and Dale's like, as a, at one moment, like covers his mouth, covers his mouth. Um, and I thought like, is trying to sort of 
figure out like what is going on like what do I have to oh I have to propose like there's no I don't really believe that that was really their plan I don't think they really had a I honestly don't think they had Mm -hmm. a plan beyond oh well I Dale like I'm obviously gonna choose you Dale like whatever you know um I don't think that that's what and then I think production just decided like okay oh okay oh you're in love we're gonna help you and then it was like boom okay so now you're in love and you've had this great time we think it's time for you to get engaged that that's the natural end point right you know like that, that yeah. was my sense of it and so yeah what what did you what what were your thoughts on like that particular that event <laughs> So this goes back to our like power triangle, which mm-hmm. I'm really glad that like you distilled. Like I think it's a good framework for mm-hmm. just talking about everything that happened. But like to me, I felt like I mean that conversation is fucking insane. I lost my absolute mind. Oh my god. To me, it almost felt though, I gave Claire a little more agency in that situation. Mm-hmm. Only because like that had the vibe of like a game of chicken to me. Oh, really? Like, she was like, yeah, it's Dale, you know? And mm-hmm. then Chris is like, the next step is a proposal. To me, it felt a little more, like, on the fence. And Claire was like, yes. You know, mm-hmm. like, she seemed I, – I would agree that I don't think her and Dale talked about that or any of it before um, it happened, mm-hmm. obviously, and before, mm-hmm. like, Chris went to her. But I do think, like – and I do think that explains, too, why you have that kind of moment um, – before the proposal event when you see her talking to her producer and she's like nervous that Mm -hmm. this is gonna ruin it Mm -hmm. but at the same time like I do think that she wanted it or was like calling the show's bluff you know a little bit like Mm -hmm. you're gonna push this fast and she's like yeah fine I am in love like let's get married yep you know like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was it was a lot but um I mean, all of those conversations between Chris and Claire were, like, so fucking wild. <laughs> like, even the first one, you know? Yeah. Uh, what, what was the... the I, I wanted to... Sh- I honestly wanted to transcribe those conversations, but I thought, that's fuck- that's a lot. I'm not going to do that. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but because... But because it... I felt like it, we're, it was so essential, mm-hmm. like, what, they, what was being said here. Because mm-hmm. the first one is... What's the first one? It's the you blew up the bachelorette one. It's when she's when he says, "Oh, the guys are unhappy." It's when he says, "Just you and me. We're gonna have a chat. Just you and me." I mean, the crazy part about that conversation is like, I don't think Claire was expecting him to come over. Mm-hmm. Like he comes in and tells her to sit down and then rearranges the furniture so that they like have the shot, which like was mm. crazy i was like and i don't know she didn't look as like done up as she usually does mm-hmm. like her hair has been down in every itm except this time her hair was pulled up not that that really matters but it was just like a different her makeup she never lashes on like it just mm-hmm. looked different like i do think she was surprised uh but claire's the kind of one who was like where do we go from here like there's mm-hmm. a line between respecting the process and going for what you want she I think that's when she like that's when she admits that she'd been stalking Dale's social media Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that they had never absolutely never talked jeez what a fucking lie (laughs) what an what an insane lie like what an obvious lie and I mean we have talked about this a little bit but like 
I want them to have talked. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care about the process. Like, I think that if they have talked, like, this makes so much more sense to me and, like, mm-hmm. feels better. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've been thinking a lot about our conversation last week about Married at First Sight and, like, mm-hmm. why I'm so willing to, like, buy into that fantasy and, like, struggle more with The Bachelor. Yeah. But I think, like, what draws me to both shows is, like, I think I just have this, like, fucked up fundamental belief that, like, love is just luck and, like, you can find it anywhere, even in the, like, corniest and worst of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why – and I do think reality TV, like, captures the moments of people falling in love in truly the most, like, authentic way mm-hmm. I've seen. And so I really just, like, ultimately want to believe that Claire and Dale, like, are truly in love and, like, found each other in this crazy way and, like, made mm-hmm. it work. And, like, just tell me they were sexting. And I'll be like, yeah, wow. Like, they started filming. They picked each other out. They were going to make this lie to ensure that they could be together. That's quite mm-hmm. romantic from the right angle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially if... um <laughs> especially if like production had allowed themselves to sort of be the bad guy here like to be the one that's like trying to sort of um muck up their relationship sort of keep them apart Uh, kind of Mm -hmm. in the way i've been been thinking here of of colton and the way that he described what he felt was their machinations with like cassie and um Mm -hmm. and that like yeah in that narrative like they are they are actually trying to get in the way of what's what might be true love versus trying to facilitate it and Mm -hmm. so yeah I would be I would be totally on board like I yeah I too am I'm not really rooting for anybody to fail here right you know and if they're if this is like (laughs) genuine and real then fine (laughs) cool like great you know that's exciting you know good for you we got to see the first moments of a true relationship yeah awesome um but I Beautiful. think yeah it would be yeah so what's um it's like what you're speaking to I think is um this idea that what can, that when you say like authentic like that what we're seeing can be like true and authentic and organic that this this story can evolve like seemingly naturally mm-hmm. and when Chris Harrison says, oh, well, the next step is a proposal, I thought, I thought, well, first of all, again, I thought that the show, what the show is trying to do is make it all seem organic and natural. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like when the show is at its best, when it can do that. Like, that's the fantasy. Mm-hmm. And so when Chris Harrison goes, oh, next step is a proposal. And it does not, and it, to me, the key thing is it does not come from Claire. Claire does not mm-hmm. say that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, Dale does not say that's what I want. I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was, I was really going like, you, you, you've shot, like, it feels like you've, yet again, you've taken what seems to be a sacred, like, part, like, um, understanding between, like, the viewer and, and, like, and the production of the show, and you've revealed it, and you've just sort of torn it up. You've just, mm-hmm. just you've said, like, oh, well, this is, we're going to, Chris Harrison at one point says, like, Oh, he says something to the the effect of when he's talking to Dale, something to the effect of like we're gonna get you know I'm gonna get this over the line, like we're gonna like this is gonna happen, you know. Yeah. It's just like oh okay, so this doesn't feel organic. Then this feels like these people are being forced now into this 
well into this sort of union well not like getting married but it felt <laughs> into like that. a real engagement <laughs> into a real yeah. and like a real and binding engagement in front of all of us and, and now I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it and it was almost like they were <laughs> yeah I get I understand like the 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 sort of chicken like analogy because now it's like okay so we're going to make you say declare your love for each other and get engaged and you now have to stay that way or you'll be these frauds, you know, like mm-hmm. your then your whole relationship will be a lie and you won't be able to make money. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so it feels now like they're punishing them. It feels a little bit more like a punishment and not mm-hmm. something that is celebrated. To me, it's like production could have either picked like a path of admitting that Clarendale talked before and allowing, like, having an engagement that, like, the engagement is legitimate, but the process of The Bachelor is slightly illegitimized. Mm-hmm. Or they they took the path that they picked, which is, like, an illegitimate engagement <laughs> in which we have no emotional buy-in, but, like, the process of The Bachelor itself is still legitimized. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, that's such a misfire, you yeah. know? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't it doesn't end up well for like anyone except I guess production who thinks they need to validate the process. But like to me, what undermines the process more than like two people entering into an engagement clearly because they kind of had to mm-hmm. like, right. It's just like, yikes, you know? Yeah. Like no one wants to feel, I don't want to feel like there's a gun to anybody's head in the mm-hmm. show that I'm watching, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I want to feel like this is, I want to believe, I need to believe that they have agency here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole, you know, if you're going to, and this is what like was so strange about this episode was they simultaneously, while they were literally say like making it like plain and clear mm-hmm. that Claire, that they were, pre- they were putting pressure on Claire's decision making and Dale's. Mm-hmm. They were also by juxtaposing all these moments with like the guys like fucking like, coming down on her again and again and again and saying like well this is all this is all claire's fault and you know if you know claire's the one who's disrespecting us and claire you know this is her show and her decision you know they it it felt like they're trying to as you you, as you've pointed out again and again and again that they're trying to make it seem like this is all a result of claire's decision making it's Mm -hmm. all of her choice and she even says and um in their sort of one-on-one dinner before their fantasy suite, she goes out of her way to say, or at least mm-hmm. we, at least it's edited so that we hear her say several times that, you know, because I've been doing the exactly the way I wanted to, because it's all been like my decision, blah, 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 blah. They're trying to make it seem like this is all clear mm-hmm. when, when we can plainly see that it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of the decisions that they're making. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for, it was hard for me to really get a sense for, again, I was just thinking like, how should I really feel about Claire here? Like, how, how should I really feel about Dale? You know, like I, I now, I, I, I am willing to believe that they're, they like, they're into each other, you know, and they, and that they just like, they're, they want to be with each other. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. That's enough for me, you know? And I think that should maybe be enough um do we have to now do we have to make them the most these like insufferable ghouls you know like Mm -hmm. and and 
make it seem like they're lying to us or that they're faking it when it's unclear mm-hmm. like what they're faking you know or like if they're being sort of pushed into like coached into i don't know like performing in particular ways you know it just makes it really hard. yeah so I, I guess in general i'm like having a hard time figuring out like how to feel about claire and dale besides like a, a bit in shock uh that that they they've got that they're in this mess i mean hearing you say that it is interesting to think about like the show largely via like kenny the mouthpiece of production <laughs> like at all yeah. this shit which yeah. like yikes but like via kenny like has done a lot to suggest that they were talking ahead of time like there Mm -hmm. are those beats that come up in the show like now that i'm thinking about it i mean production does have an interest in making it look like clarendale were lying about speaking because it like both i think by showing them as villains kind of legitimizes this like quote-unquote punishment but Mm -hmm. i think more strongly i guess like how we were talking about if this is a if this engagement looks forced or too soon, it delegitimizes the show and like love as a whole, like Mm -hmm. they do have a reason to make it look like maybe they were talking and to like start that Mm -hmm. rumor to make the engagement look valid and make themselves look less culpable and creepy, you know, now that I think about it. It's so, the game that they're playing is so strange. It's really, compl- it's actually really complicated. Yeah. Uh, because they are trying to manage our perceptions. They're trying to like, they're speaking to like two different audiences, like people who are spoiled and people who are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're trying to sort of, uh, yeah, like basically keep the only way to make sure that the show and the process is legitimate is to make it look like these, these two buffoons have misled everyone this is yeah. so this is my theory about like the timeline of all of this and yeah i've been thinking a lot about what you said last <clears throat> last week about um about the election about mm-hmm. the timing of the election and, and when it was going to air and i was thinking um so let's say let's assume there was a phantom night one or at least mm-hmm. or at least they, they started filming and they were going to plan like a i think we had to really remember that there was an original bachelor season planned here mm-hmm. and or bachelorette season planned rather and that none of this would have happened this way had there been a just regular like run-of-the-mill bachelorette season mm-hmm. and so my guess about what happened is even let's say Phantom Night One or not, Claire admits that she was stalking all the profiles, all of them. Okay. Yeah. So so she was actively making judgments, forming impressions, like strong sort of probably like assumptions or ideas about all of these men before, like after the filming got cut short and probably before even it was announced because all the guys were announced, you know, she could find mm-hmm. all of them, right? She comes across Dale. She sort mm-hmm. of makes this connection um, or sees things that she likes. Let's say that what production told her was that, well, like, we're going to try, we're going to try and still film this season, but we don't know, mm-hmm. but we're really going to try, you know? So there's sort of a limbo, but like, it's like, we're going to, like, we have to fulfill this contract. So <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to figure it out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this meantime, Claire and Dale do communicate and like seemed to be interested in each other whatever mm-hmm. and then this is what i this is what i think happened i think that production or a producer 
was like talking to her and mm. was just like, so how have you like looked, just probably asked, I would imagine, assuming that she, or just checking to see like, okay, or have you had any contact? Have you been like stalking anybody on social media, whatever? And Claire was probably like, yeah, like I've, I'm really into this guy. I'm really into mm-hmm. Dale, all this stuff. And yeah, like we've exchanged messages or whatever we've been, you know, we've been communicating like, you know, I really, really like him, all this stuff. And so maybe around this time would be afterwards, they realize, okay, we're going to be able to film. This is how we're going to have to do it. This is what the, this is when it's going to air. Oh, it's going to wear, wear air around election time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we going to do with this now? So, and if they take like, oh, okay, we need some sort of twist to keep everybody's attention or coming back or just watch on a different day. Also thinking about, you know, different, um, uh, how like di- not knowing at the time like when different like sports leagues are going to be playing their games mm-hmm. how they're going to compete for all of these views all this stuff you know I, I was thinking a lot about like you said about mm-hmm. like, okay how are they going to get people to watch on a day and at a time that like is unusual and competing with like everybody else trying to get like similar eyes and similar views um, while knowing that this is compromised like if they mm-hmm. use Claire like she's already going to choose this guy like what do they do how are we going to do that oh, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's just, you know, let's plan for uh, adding a new bachelorette and sort of expediting Claire and Dale. And we'll just sort of lean in, we'll just sort of accept this is happening, but the way that we'll do it is we'll make it seem like, or we'll hint that, um, and maybe there were spoilers out there or whatever, but we'll just hint that this was because there was something going on mm-hmm. before they got to La Quinta. And it's all going to kind of come down to that. Like, mm-hmm. and, and the reveal, as you've so sagely predicted, and I think accurately, will be that they were um, in communication beforehand. Also, <clears throat> also what it allows them to do too is go, like, Claire and Dale have already been like, oh, where they've they framed their love as like a courageous act and, mm-hmm. and almost a defiant one and mm-hmm. that uh that and this will probably be the way that they defend themselves when people go like oh you guys lied to everybody they'll just they'll see like the claire already thinks the world is against her um and dale seems like that type as well so they're just going to like go oh okay you know you guys are all haters or, you know, you can't hate on us because we're in love and like, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it actually does end up working for Clarendale because they do have mm-hmm. a narrative mm-hmm. strategy. Um, even if they get sort of shafted by production, there is a way for them to still, I don't know, they have like a compelling, I guess they can just like play the victim too. Yeah. Um, so it does kind of work out for all involved, but it does also seem it's dependent on production, I think, convincing Claire of a way of approaching this, like that it's actually good that this, that she is blowing this up. And that's by there, and the way they do that is by convincing her that she is having all this agency and that she mm-hmm. is sort of like uncontrollable um, and all of this, even, and then when they, when they really turn the screws and try and like force the issue, I think that's, when again they're showing their hand in a way that is a little bit out of step with the way that they've been trying to describe or articulate the relationship between the three of them and Dale, I I think Dale is kind of I think this is really about production and Claire. I think that that's what this is really about. And Dale 
to them is like yeah. e- easy to handle it's like like whatever like he doesn't even know what's going on you know um Claire is the one that they yeah. have this like six-year relationship with and who knows how they work and I think has to like I don't think they can go I don't think they can how many tricks do they have that she hasn't seen you know right so I don't think that they can like bullshit her too much mm-hmm. and and I think that's why it's a little bit tense and strange at times it's so interesting hearing you say that too about like giving Claire and Dale a narrative out by making them look like the victim because mm-hmm. it just takes me back to her speech to all the guys when she does the absolutely iconic mass breakup. It's <laughs> like <laughs> I uh, took a lot of notes on that. I mean, like her whole framing of that conversation, mm-hmm. like what she says is like, I'm a woman who knows what I want, but like this is love and like you can't blame me for love like she basically acts like this is something that like happened to her and she's just like mm-hmm. having the strength to mm-hmm. go with it and right. not choices she made and like uh, uh, yes absolutely the, re- <laughs> the reason that initially tripped my trigger was because like uh i once got obviously like cheated on and my ex is now marrying the girl she cheated on me with but like oh crazy but the narrative of all that was very much about like for them like just hearing how they talked about it to other people was about like being in love and like they couldn't help it and they were just Mm. like going to this feeling and like I read a lot of I bring this up every week now because I'm a psycho but like advice columns (laughs) and like so many people who are looking for permission for their cheating say like this feeling struck me and like do I roll with it or sacrifice it and like Mm. don't acknowledge their own choices Mm -hmm. right and I think you're right that in Claire like framing this speech to them around you can't blame me for love I won't apologize for it it's all like setting her and Dale up as like victims of circumstance and Mm -hmm. feelings and not like they're making choices you know and like I think that's what made that like conversation like her speech to them was so bizarre like that whole moment was so wild yeah um and yeah i think she i mean probably wrote that speech with a producer right and like that's Mm -hmm. the angle they're all taking Mm -hmm. um but that whole i don't know like i was gonna ask you if you thought claire owed the guys an apology but then i rewatched the scene and i think everything that is the conflict there of the guys being mad is Frankenbiting. Like, I don't think they were actually matter at all. So. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I'm glad you asked. Um, that was actually a question I had for you was like, what mm-hmm. does, what does Claire owe any of these dudes at all? Because even with the idea of like what, um, going through this process in a respectful way is so fucking arbitrary, you know, like, you know, she doesn't even know any of these men, you know, and, and they don't even know her. So, and they don't even like her. So, you know, so what, and she doesn't they, like them. Right? She's yeah. been an asshole. Kind I of know. To them. Yeah. You know, so I don't think she needed to say sorry. Um, I, I loved what she was like, I'll apologize if, et cetera, which is not an apology. It's, it's like a sort of, <laughs> an acknowledgement that maybe she would apologize um, if she felt that she'd done anything wrong, but she doesn't. So she, mm-hmm. um, I think what they were asking for, it seems like whether they cared about it or not, was just an acknowledgement that this has been like a one big waste of time and that she wasn't forthcoming with them. That's it. And that's true. She wasn't. And I, I, th- I like, 
I don't think they need to say sorry because none of them care about her and she doesn't care about them. <laughs> no one's feelings are hurt. They're just a, maybe a little bit annoyed. Um, but I don't know. I don't think that was the, th- it's like, again, why does Claire have to go and gro- like beg these men to be understanding? You know, mm-hmm. like that was the thing that, that was one of the things that bothered me was why is she crying? I was like, why is she crying? Why, like, why when Chris Harrison says, oh, like, oh, the men are really upset, is she, like, really upset? Like, she, like, she feels like this is a bad thing. Oh, it's so hard for her to have to break up with these men that she doesn't like and doesn't care about. It's like, why aren't you, like, skipping with glee, like, down the sidewalk, like, I've got my man, or just telling them, like, hey, look, I appreciate it, but, like, you know, I found, thank you for your time, I'll see you later, you know, high-five them on the way out and be like, this is triumphant, this is celebratory. Why does she have to, like why is the tone here that she has done a bad thing or that she feels bad or that she like, you know, it was so weird. It was just like, a what is your take on that? Because I, I think you've been like really astute at seeing, like think like noticing the ways that like the narrative is like pinning weird things on Claire. And I know some, some sort of curious, like how you read the move there to sort of have her do this like weird half, like have to face the music and the firing squad in a way. I think the reason it's weird is because like there was no firing squad and that whole conflict was manufactured after the fact in order to like give us a sense of stakes to stay invested Mm -hmm. in the rest of the men. And I say that because I like freaking like rewatched this scene like 10 times. Like it was a football (laughs) play. I was such a psycho, like rewinding and like taking my notes. Okay. So here's how the scene goes down. We see Claire. Well, firstly, uh, I don't know if you like noticed, but at I think it was that scene. It actually might have been the previous scene. Okay, yeah. So the first time we see all the guys um, sitting around in a group, it's when um, Claire is speaking to Chris Harrison about like what she wants to do. So it's like that first conversation, and we're cutting mm-hmm. back to the guys all in a group talking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. I mostly only noticed this because Damar looked amazing. He did. But all black suit with that chain. Oh my God. Flawless. He's perfect. Keeps reinventing perfection. Anyway, (laughs) half the guys are in workout clothes and half the guys are in suits in that scene. I did notice that. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. my guess is that they were told there was, that was like an evening or they're told there was going to be a date or a cocktail party then that some of the guys were going to go on. I mean, there could have been a date card we never saw. Mm -hmm. It's true. Like, I think they probably set them up with the expectation that some of them were getting a group date that night Mm -hmm. so that when Chris Harrison came and said no and pulled Dale, they could, like, maximize reaction in order to, like, stir up drama. Mm -hmm. So that's setting the scene for then the next day when Claire goes to do the mass execution of these relationships. (laughs) So we see her apologize, and she gives her speech of, like, this happened just because I was ready and open to finding love. I fell in love. I can't help it. So then we get the audio here of the conflict of people getting, the guys getting mad at Claire is exclusively a voiceover from Kenny Mm -hmm. saying, we don't see Kenny's face at all saying this. And we just see Kenny saying, you should have to, you, we're not saying you should have to apologize for not falling in love. We're just saying a lot of time has been wasted. Then we cut to Kenny's actual face and Kenny says, you see him say, like, I could tell that you weren't as into it when we were having conversations. Then we cut away from his face 
And like she says, or Kenny is saying like, I'm saying maybe she should have to apologize for faking it and not for telling us that you were in love with Dale because that's what it looks like. And it just goes to like Kenny's mouth saying the last word and it does not look synced up. But then it's just the rest of the guys saying, like, you shouldn't have to apologize. It's totally fine. We understand. So I'm guessing the way that conversation went down is the way that you're saying it should have gone down, which is, like, they're, like, we weren't that into it either. We could tell you weren't that into it. Go get your man. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And they got a drunk Penny to do an ITM later. that they spliced over it. I mean, that's, I think mm-hmm. you should rewatch it. I really think that's what it looks like. Because like you said, why should they care? She was kind of a jerk to them. Like they had only been doing this for what, like 10 days too? Yeah. Like. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. That's, I, thank you. Uh, thank you for. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, what what you've guys... done to us is, you've done, well, you've done this for us, which is great. Anyway. <laughs> I hate myself, but yes. And like the guys do say, they're like, we appreciate your courage. And they thank her for staying true to herself and they hug her. So like, I really think that that like wasn't a conflict, Mm. but they they made it. But I will say like the only person that I think morally she owes an apology to is Jason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She'd already decided Dale was her husband. She drags Jason into the desert on national television and makes him admit to everything exes have told him is wrong about himself on national tv (laughs) that was a bit cruel um i did believe his very strong emotional responses whenever he had to like uh when the moment where he was like you know when i start to feel like resented um maybe he i assume that he meant like whenever i start to feel resentful um then uh or not or unappreciated then i get really upset Uh, yeah he is the only guy who was put through any sort of emotional ringer um that and maybe blake m moines yeah uh, who like those two guys who i think were more led to believe that there was something more there than Mm -hmm. anybody else Mm -hmm. um i i really saw their heads spinning for sure um no, I am completely on board for your analysis here. Um, thank you so much. I, <laughs> I, I think too the added effect of that was to make the men seem really magnanimous um, because yeah, because if there is no conflict and they're just like, oh yeah, we weren't that into you, like oh this doesn't matter, you know, then there's then it, then everything they've drummed up so far doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. Like the men are supposed to be invested and they're supposed to care because um, mm-hmm. yeah it's important that they give a shit that like they're hurt or they're upset that it's not going to that claire's not the one um but yeah. also important that they validate not just her but the process they're validating like right. love it works and like that's more important than you being having a modicum of respect for us or other people <laughs> um and <laughs> and so you know when uh they go out of their way to do that and maybe that makes maybe that also makes a little bit more sense with like Claire being emotional. I put this in square in square um, oh, air quotes God. because she can't shed a tear to save her fucking life. Um, <laughs> uh, I can think like, why are you crying? And like, maybe, maybe, maybe it has to do with like the guys, like not, uh, 
if like if it's true that Chris Aaron was like, oh, the guys are really mad, and then she comes in like thinking like, oh, they're gonna like I have to be really defensive, and they were just like, that's cool, whatever, bye. Um, that maybe she, <laughs> maybe she was like just could appreciate. I was grateful that they were like so cool and didn't care, but they can't air that she was like saying like, yeah, they were so like generous and like weren't mad at all, and it's fine, and I don't have to care, you know, because then yeah. there's no conflict there. So. I I totally um I think that has to do like uh, you know just like the way like <laughs> yeah. it's just so frustrating that they like they went through such lengths to manufacture these are this is the lengths that they'll go through to manufacture uh, a dramatic moment when people like when the people involved aren't interesting or aren't aren't don't care um I yeah. you know this the moment after that where uh the guys seem to like be more honest, I guess. Um, and when Demar, the, the MVP that he is, just said, <laughs> "Yeah, I didn't really have much to say because you know, <laughs> like, why would he? I know, yeah. Like he's just like he, he literally says he was like, I don't know why, why, why I don't have anything to say. Like I don't know, who cares? I just thought that's it. That is what most. That's what all of them think. You know, like they don't care about this. Well, like think about a Bennett." who has had two conversations with Claire, both of which Claire just, like, walked away from and, like, clearly wasn't listening. He's got to be... And who probably knows he's getting a lot of screen time, can tell he's doing well. Like, yeah, this is the best thing that could happen to him. Why would he be upset? Like, yeah. So... And, like, not to harp on why I'm, like, so correct, but I do (laughs) think it's telling that we're getting all of this from Kenny and not from easy or somebody else who's been more of a narrator in the moment like I think I think easy is one who like had a kind of a relationship with Claire we at least like saw those dates going okay like I don't think you could get easy to say she should have to apologize I'm pissed Mm -hmm. but you get Kenny who is a quote boy band manager (laughs) slash former nude model like (laughs) who's had no screen time Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of guy you get in an ITM to say Claire should have to apologize so you can frank invite it over a non-existent fight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Because before that, it's like, who is Kenny? I, I was literally think- thinking, like, Kenny, why are you mad? Like, who cares? Get Jay to say it, you know? Like, or, or fucking <sighs> Blake to say I don't know. It was just like, Kenny? Who's gonna be gone in two weeks anyone (laughs) else and again like even if bennett had been like you owe me an apology i probably would have been like yeah yeah like yeah you do um (laughs) one more note about this particular interaction is Mm -hmm. um when claire says yeah you know you all have like given up so much to be here it has a, there's a special resonance given the context. Like that sort of thing is said a lot. It's like, oh, you know, I know that you've, you, you know, it means a lot that you're here for me because of like all the opportunity costs involved with you being here. Uh, in this case, it's, it's like you have in some ways like really risked your life and health to be here. And this is what has happened. Uh, there's, there's, I think a part of that, that's, that's like what makes it worse actually mm-hmm. i think that's what makes claire look even more 
I don't know, I guess like villainous is mm-hmm. because it's not that she was just casually disrespectful. It seems like based on the way that this show is edited, that she lured all these men here under false mm-hmm. pretenses, you know, mm-hmm. and um and is now <laughs> has cut all their throats at once and said, You can't be and you can't be mad at me, you know for doing it it's it's um it's incredible um i i wanted to um i wanted to come circle back a little bit to your observation that um in claire's mind love is something that is happening to her. this is all is happening to her and not yeah. as a result of her decisions um i think that's i think that's like such an important point to to emphasize because it's something that is used a lot i think in the show like just mm-hmm. generally again like love happens to you you can't control it you can't literally decide that you're not interested in somebody or decide that you actually just love somebody mm-hmm. um even though there are moments where claire clearly kind of contradicts that I, that very idea like when she specifically says oh i was looking at dale's social media and sort of basically decided like made decisions about saw connections there and decided to say that they meant this thing that like we're meant to be together like that is not love just happening to you that is you literally deciding that you're going to fall in love with this person that you you want to choose this person Mm -hmm. also fucking in the show love like you the leads choose who they want you know you you do choose who to deepen your connection with to fall more in love with it is not something that just happens to you and but that is the fantasy that's like the idea that that they can that if you're and i I think is savvy here and like that it's a hard thing to pick apart like in the moment i think you know and it's to go like oh well there's actually like well there's some nuance here you know um it's a hard thing for the show to do because it needs to be able to emphasize agency on one hand and then also that like these things you can just get swept up on the other hand um so really really fascinating in in terms of just seeing like the way that the show is like working in this like specific tension and that it's through somebody who is like this really unreliable (laughs) untrustworthy person um Yes, I just want to say I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that is really... uh... Oh, and also something that's happening to Dale, by the way. Uh Okay, I was just going to say, I feel like we've talked about like the two points of the agency triangle. Let's get to Dale. Let's get to Dale. (laughs) Where to fucking start? Uh, On my second rewatch, like I said, I was trying to work through like if I was being sex, like if it, if internalized misogyny was motivating my perception that Dale was being led like a lamb to the slaughter into this okay. proposal. Okay. Where, <laughs> so, so where are you with that? More lamb to the slaughter, less internalized misogyny. Like I really mm-hmm. think, so like to get at this, I went and like rewatched all the Chris and Claire, Chris and Dale conversations. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to like plot out like, like you were saying, like what the plan was or like what information Dale had going into like each encounter Mm -hmm. with Claire, like what Mm -hmm. he would have like thought he was going to be there doing when he was like making these decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, So like after the first Chris Harrison talk, 
you know, the plan is just like, she's going to spend more time with Dale. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what Chris tells Dale to before this like one-on-one time. And then we get this like absolutely bonkers one-on-one time, which like we should talk about because that was fucking crazy. Uh, Kate, I was... I didn't take a ton of notes on the first watch of this episode. I had to watch this again because <laughs> I I was just staring. I, I was just like watching the screen like uh, just stunned. I was fucking stunned at what, at what I was seeing. <laughs> Absolutely stunned. Yeah. And to me, like the key of how I feel about Dale's agency comes from this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because like Claire unloads on him, right? Like she sees everything about her father and him, like all this stuff. To which Dale is completely stone-faced and he says, you shared that you saw qualities in me that you saw in your dad. That truly meant a lot. I want to hear about your relationship with your parents. Like he doesn't, he just like mirrors. He doesn't even like meet her on that emotional level. (laughs) Yes. And then to me, okay, the craziest part to me was like Dale starts talking about what happened when his mom died. And- Oh my God. (laughs) He says, like, I grew up talking about my feelings and emotions. After my mom passed, my life changed forever. My family was broken. I had to bury all of my feelings. I couldn't talk about them because I had to keep my family together. And it went on like that for two years. And Claire asked him how we evolved past that. And he said, it's when I saw you being announced as The Bachelorette in February. Which means this is a man who clearly feels like he has to bury his own needs in order to fulfill a sense of duty Mm. and this is the man who's being told this woman is in love with him and he needs to propose or he's gonna break her heart i was like fuck (laughs) i'm i really appreciate that reading of that moment because that was not that was not mine oh okay i need to hear yours i um, so I'm with you and that like he was just mirror he was just just mirroring like mm-hmm. ev- just mirroring back and she was um also mirroring in a way like so but what's different mm-hmm. about hers is that she uh m- mirrors as a way to like make something about herself mm-hmm. and his was a way of like just affirming her basically. Mm-hmm. When he shared that about like oh when he said I couldn't feel I was like, ooh, that was so that was the flag for me when he was like, yeah. I couldn't feel. I was like, whoop, oh, ooh. okay, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, listen, y'all, like, when, when someone expresses that, like, they couldn't, they could not feel something or like didn't feel something, that's maybe like a point where you maybe like think a little bit hard on like whether this guy is hot enough to like deal with that bullshit, you know? And I'm gonna tell you right now that that's probably not true. Like, that was a- <laughs> You know, there is it, a man out there hot enough. It's just not Dale. It's not Dale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so then when he said, oh, I, uh, yeah, like I just had, it made it seem like he just had to like take care of everyone. I kind of, I read that a little bit as him. This is hard because I don't, I don't know how convinced I am of this, of my own impression here. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe it's just because I've seen so little of Dale, it's hard to read him a little. Mm-hmm. But I kept thinking, like, the way that played a little bit, or it could have played, was it like he was, like, the victim in this situation? It's, like, not just that his mom died. It's that he had to then take care of everybody. And, Interesting. And so, and I think the effect of that was, 
again, like again, to me, even if it's it's he's being honest, like and that's mm-hmm. like what happened. It's the way he said it. It's like I had to, like I had to do this. When it was like, did you like you on some level you make a decision to do that? And like, yeah. w- was this really what everyone was asking you to do? Was everyone asking you to take care of them? Mm-hmm. Or you know what I mean? So like yeah. again, I was wow. like, oh, this sounds like really complex. This sounds like a lot and it's complicated. But the way you're talking about it means like this whole situation happened to you, and you had no choice but to like not feel, and that. I think yeah. someone's natural response to that would be like, oh, I feel bad for you. And I'm just always on guard when someone seems to be wow. asking me to pity them because I'm like, wow. mm, hold on, let's let's take a step back here. So I actually don't think this is in conflict with your read at all. I think uh-huh. that I, I I do, now that I've talked more about this, I do think that like, okay, that I'm, think, I think, I feel strongly about my impression. I also think your read that he is someone who is kind of essentially like a people pleaser um, Mm -hmm. in some ways and that will like his reflex is just to sort of mirror back the strong sort of emotional whatever that somebody is giving him is also true and Mm -hmm. I think that in this particular it just happened it just so happened that in this particular way Claire is like putting so much pressure on mm-hmm. him and he doesn't really have the time to do anything except just move back just go like just reflect literally verbatim the exact same sentiment back um yeah. and you're right like it's not just that his face was his face was like stone it's that there's no it, we don't get to see any there's no like physical contact there's no there's yeah. there doesn't seem to be like physical intimacy or comfort between them you know to sort of yeah. in a more physical way like add some sort of texture and tone to like the this conversation mm-hmm. you know was, mm. this is so strange so strange that he doesn't seem not only does he not seem very into her but that he can't like he doesn't seem to realize that like and if you're going to act it's a full body thing. Yeah, you know? grab her like, hands. Grab her hands. You know, at least she's like, I don't know. At least she's like really facing you and like, yeah. you know, all this stuff. There's a movement to her and he's just like standing there, you know, or like sitting there. And wow. I was just going, this is the look of a man who's just like trying to process as fast as possible exactly what she wants to hear mm-hmm. and what she needs from him and just like regurgitate that as fast as possible because he can't like th- i just didn't get the sense that that was really coming from him really totally it's so man my mind is blown by everything you said because <laughs> it's like it's just such a perfect distillation of i think the conflict over dale like mm. is he a narcissist with a victim complex who uses portraying himself as persecuted to garner sympathy <laughs> Or I almost was like, is he an adult child of an alcoholic who feels like he has to suppress his feelings in order to make himself responsible for mm-hmm. the happiness of others before himself? Quite possible. Either. It it's could, just could, such a crap. It could be both. Could I don't know. Both. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. It's, and we just, there's just not enough. There's just not enough mm-hmm. yet to know which it is. Um, but, but one thing I think we can be sure of is that we don't we don't know what he feels we don't really know what he wants um and it's wildly unhealthy something's fucked up here yes uh, <laughs> yeah um i so we have to talk about 
there, I think this is the, so when he asks like, so tell me about your parents, weird question. Um, James and Lily, which because those are the names of uh, Harry Potter's parents, made me just assume that those were fake and that she didn't actually write names. <laughs> like they should have actually used other names because that would seem more real than James and, and Lily. Um, <laughs> but, and maybe that's why I just thought I didn't believe the origin story of that relationship at all. Mm-hmm. Like, although I think in one public season, actually she does bring up when she's talking to her mom that that her that they she had met her dad and got married in a short amount of time mm-hmm. um i'm willing actually to believe that claire's version is right i'm mm-hmm. not willing to believe that that dale's parents also uh met or, or were that involved their meeting involved hitchhiking uh i'm not willing to believe that for a fucking second no no fucking way. way well <laughs> Especially because he's, what, like, 31? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So his parents are, like, in their, what, mid to early 50s? Mm-hmm. Like, would people still have been hitchhiking in the 80s? And, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I spent some time in, like, Nebraska and South Dakota. But, like, no one's fucking picking you up on that yeah. part of I-80. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, where were you getting picked up and dropped off? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he took a bus or hitched a ride from a friend. Yeah. But he didn't hitchhike across the... Co- when he goes, yeah, it was like an hour or two outside of Omaha. But, like, and that's like fucking hitchhiking, dude. Like, yeah. You know, that's not what that is. Like, that's- he bummed a ride from a friend. <laughs> he borrowed. He borrowed his friend's car or something. And, like, it's just so funny that, like, that's the detail that they both latch, or, like, that Claire latches onto as a similarity when, like, the real crux of Claire's story is more that they got engaged after three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but he probably can't mirror that back to her because that doesn't want that. Doesn't want that at all, you know? Wow. But again, like, he doesn't tell it in a way that, like, again, it just, like, mirrors back to Claire it doesn't reveal anything about himself or his like relationship with his parents or his like expectations for a a relationship it's Mm -hmm. just like this is similar and Claire gobbles it up like a little breadcrumb (laughs) she's so excited oh yeah can we can we talk about their vows uh I know that I know that (laughs) they're just getting engaged but these are vows um that are (sighs) that they were they were saying to each other um um yet again oh um i just to sort of i think add to the miriam part i think it's so crucial that claire leaves every time claire says she says exactly what she wants to hear back yeah and like every time and so i think it's really important that uh oh my god i just realized i'm pretty sure in most so when it's a bachelorette season mm-hmm. and it's the final two, it is the dude, right, who set who starts and says, like, this is what you mean to me, this is what this whole process is mean to me, and is like is gonna get down on one knee, and the woman, like the bachelorette, has to sort of either stop them or like yeah. accepts their proposal, right? But like usually it's the initiator is like the man is the one who it's- proposes, right? It's all seasons, even when it's a bachelor season, like the woman starts her speech, right? right? And it's the bachelor, bachelorette's job to like 
like it's seen as a mercy sign to stop them in the midst of the speech. Right, right. So like the player is the one yeah. who initiates. Yeah. This is the only time that I can remember really the lead start like initiating mm-hmm. and saying, mm-hmm. you know, this is my vow to you. This is like, you know, this is what you mean to me. This is like the kind of man that you are, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And then we hear Dale recycle some of the things he said last night, like the night before. He says virtually the same things. He says he uses like kind of sticks together things that he's been saying the entire time. Like, yep. I'm not afraid to love you. I do. Well, you know, the new thing is I love you. Yep. Um, I'm like your dad. Remember that? You said that. That was cool. Um, you know, my parents would like you, um, et cetera. This connection has been real from the beginning. He's already said all these things before. There is nothing yeah. new that he says except for, I love you. And then Claire's like, I love you too. You know, it's just like, I, I, I was just, um, what did you think of that? Because I, 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 was, I was kind of floored by that whole thing. I honestly think you're underselling how horrible it was. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Because I tried to dictate as much of it as I could because I was just like fucking aghast. And I was like, knew I could never remember it. But the way I have it going down is basically like she says, like you said, you know, I knew I met my husband. You embody everything I want. All these traits that were in my dad. You keep showing up for me. To which Dale first says, it's wild, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. I couldn't remember that. I couldn't remember his first. Yeah. He, he like looks away, looks up. It's like, yeah, it's wild. Great start, Dale. I love it. I, and again, like this is me projecting on him. Cause fucking that's exactly what I would say before I saw shit spitting out of control and me knowing <laughs> I was going down with the fucking shit. You know, I'd be like, it is wild. Uh, but he then says, yeah, like, I knew this. I felt it the moment I stepped out of the limo. And then he just talks about, he basically thanks Claire for everything she said. He says like, you made it so clear that you believed in us. And I know that you would go to the ends of the earth for me. I've never had that. You talked about like the strength and compassion and how you saw me that like your father. And that means everything. I want to keep moving forward and be there for you. And then he says, like, I thought about what my mother would think. She would like you. She's always wanted someone to love me unconditionally. And I know that I have that. So basically, Claire or Dale just says, like, this is what you think. This is what my mother thinks. (laughs) That's neat. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, he never just, like, Bess's feeling, you know, besides yeah. saying, I love you, he never says anything beyond, like, I liked you when we first met. Thank you for saying all this nice stuff. Like, <laughs> let's do this. It's very surprising. It's like so um, unvulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't reveal anything about himself or what he's feeling. And it's unclear to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's being self protective. I really just don't think he's feeling that much. I'm I'm on board with that. I, I agree. I, I think he just really doesn't feel anything for her. And besides an attraction, kind of a maybe banal attraction. Um, yeah. I don't think Dale is a good... It's so hard to evaluate his gameplay. It's like impossible yeah. to evaluate it in any real way because it, it's like rigged from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I do think that he is good at if you're dealing with somebody who really just wants you to tell them what they want to hear and is telling mm-hmm. you what they want to hear mm-hmm. um I don't think it's like terribly hard well I don't know maybe because I have a lot of practice in doing that uh, <laughs> oh, uh, no. historically um, <laughs> have a lot of practice in doing that like it's not really that hard to tell I think if yeah. that's what you're looking for if, if you're really just like thinking, okay I just need to like mirror this person back and that's what they want Mm-hmm. which that is what Claire wants then then Claire is doing then Dale is doing like a fucking bang up job doing that like yeah. such a good job um it also helps that like she already wants him anyway so mm-hmm. but whatever but I was just thinking like in a different context like in if if someone is actually um going to Dale and saying like I want to know how you're feeling like I want to know like don't just tell me what you think I want to hear but I want to know what you actually yeah are feeling and thinking Nothing that I've seen from Dale gives me any sense that he would be able to do that. Mm-mm. Again, maybe that's not super fair to him given the context of this. Uh, mm-hmm. But even if he was lying, even if he was sort of faking it, like faking parts of it, or like he, he could have at one point said, this is what I like about you, or this is what I'm mm-hmm. feeling now, or whatever. That doesn't even have to be like love related or or it's not, it could be something that's not just simply like a mirror echo, like back, you know, even if you just mm-hmm. sort of going through the motions, like probably the other guys have done this where they, they do kind of mirror Claire a little bit, but they also talk about how they feel. So why couldn't yeah. Dale do that? Like, even if he's just like lying, like the other guys are just kind of going through the motions too, but Dale doesn't do that. And so mm-hmm. that's what makes me think that maybe he's not able to do that um you know or or that it's no that's what is what i mean that like he's just like not able to do that or just really is not into her actually yeah okay here's my defense of dale okay it's not a huge one because again like i do think he maybe could have pumped the brakes but i do think like if you piece together what he knew at all the different times i do think this looks a little bit more coerced than maybe it was and not in like the forced way but just in like the surprised way mm-hmm. like so he has sex with claire and or whatever mm-hmm. presumably in the morning the way that claire and dale leave things is all he knows is that she they're going to spend more time together. And I think, so the conversation is like, what he even says is like, there's so much more time in this process. We can just spend more time to get to know each other. Um, and mm-hmm. she agrees. Well, he's sorry. He says, I didn't expect things to happen so quickly. There's still a lot of time in the process to nurture this love and just see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And Claire's mm-hmm. like, well, what are you going to do? Like go back to the house. And he's like, yeah i don't know but like he leaves that conversation with like we've decided we're gonna spend more time together to see where it goes Mm -hmm. they split up at that point like claire goes and talks to chris harrison again they do their like chicken proposal Mm -hmm. dance and says like he has to show up no other man has shown up for me whatever Mm -hmm. she dumps all the guys and then we see dale talking to chris which is presumably the same day i mm-hmm. mean maybe it was a day later but this could have all been happening in the course of a day so we mm-hmm. see like chris tell 
stale that Claire is expecting a proposal and it's up to him, which for the record is wild. Like, can you imagine if like two weeks after you meet someone, their friend showed up at your house and was like, she's expecting you to propose. (laughs) Or like, maybe it's over. You know? Yeah, there is an ultimate. There is, this is an ultimatum. It's not. It's kind of an ultimatum, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for him too, like if he, and again, like, I don't know, I'm assuming he's like a savvy game player, but if Mm -hmm. his goal is also to stay on TV as long as possible, like he kind of knows it's over in terms of screen time if he doesn't step up to bat, right? Yep. And so like within the course of hours, then he's like taken there to propose and like have this conversation and decide what to do and again like i'm not saying that's like he had no agency in that or that Mm -hmm. he you know but i I do think that it like he had no information and conversations with claire between him being told that she's expecting a proposal Mm -hmm. and then like seeing her again it had maybe only been hours and all he'd said he wanted to her was that they want to work he wanted to spend more time with her to see where it goes so Mm -hmm. again maybe i'm over empathizing but like I do feel like, like, how do you balance those choices? Especially if you mm-hmm. are someone who wants to like stay on TV. And even if you did care about Claire, like care about Claire, like not totally detonate this new relationship. Like I can mm-hmm. see how in that environment, it feels like the only choice. I, you know what? I think, I think that's fair. I, um, I do think the context is important because mm-hmm. I think it's also, you're right, like important to think about the role that production has to play in this Mm -hmm. and the probably likely like the the the, it's like likely that he's receiving he's being produced obviously being produced he's being produced so it's probably no coincidence that the things that he's he's he says like five things Mm -hmm. that stick very closely to the storyline that they've they've prepped for him and for Mm -hmm. claire and that Claire Redale also speaks and refers to like five set things. Yep. You know, and so maybe what we see in his head is him trying to remember like the four or five things that he's able to say in the scenario. Yeah. Like I'm willing uh, in this, like, I think, I think probably fair view of Dale that mm-hmm. It can it probably it can be true all this at once that he his feelings for Claire are sort of burgeoning, but like mm-hmm. not love, but that there is something there that he's excited about, and that so far maybe he's been told like yeah I mean you know you can like the way we just talk about this stuff on the show is this we're a mm-hmm. bit like like if I was producing Dale I would and he was like well you know. If he were even to say, like, yeah, I don't know if I feel that strongly, I would say, it doesn't really matter. Like, you think about it like you're just speaking a slightly different language. When you say, like, I'm falling for yeah. you, you mean, like, I really like you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say, I'm in love with you, you say, you, what you mean is, I really like you and I want to see where this goes. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows that. So, like, you know what I mean? Or, or like, something along those lines where you just kind of say, like, look you guys are going to be together anyway so you just have to kind of like yeah maybe it seems like you're just going through the motions but just say these if you're having trouble memorizing the script say yeah. <laughs> here's here's an acronym you know yeah. default on these things and just yeah. stick there you know and i so i would believe that in his attempt to 
not blow this thing? Because you know what? Uh, maybe what we need. I, I also feel I think it's important to acknowledge that Claire is a veteran. Claire, as she yeah. said, has been has been doing this for six fucking years. Yeah, six years. And Dale is brand new. Mm-hmm. And so it would make sense that in this weird, like, like extra produced season where like there's not room for error really yep. at all that they would just say all right say these things like or we're going to cut this we're going to cut this together um and to make it have these like weird like in their in their um dinner conversation mm-hmm. i'm sure you noticed that there were a lot of shots that really lingered especially yep. on like claire's face like the moment where she there's that voiceover where she's talking to, when, before she says i love you or that I'm falling in love with you. Um, there's a lot of weird shots that like linger on their faces and mm-hmm. they're not saying anything. And they're, lo- they're for the show, long shots that are not cut. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, what is going on here? Like, are they being specifically instructed just to like look at each other or yeah. to like look lovingly or what, you know? And Claire's doing this weird stuff with her face where it just like looks... <laughs> like she's acting like she looks like she's being like coached to sort of make her like look and think and feel in a certain way Mm -hmm. and and the shots are really close to them we don't actually get a shot of them kind of uh slightly like further or uh, we don't get like kind of a medium shot of them like at dinner looking at each other it's very like we get cut like close up to their faces Mm -hmm. so Hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if producers are there kind of going oh okay like maybe ask this question or like oh okay like maybe this is the time to ask this or oh, okay mm-hmm. like well, you know just like mm-hmm. really present in this conversation to fucking hit all the beats mm-hmm. um hmm. and that they need and again like they need him because the thing is like they need him to say very specific things he can't just mm-hmm. say whatever he wants mm-hmm. so i would believe that that combined with like the sort of coercive nature as you said of of and the surprise of this you know if he's like shocked and going do I have to propose now and someone's like don't worry just say this it's mm-hmm. cool like here we go just say this mm-hmm. um could also be a way of explaining why he comes off so robotic um, yeah because if he's supposed to act like a fucking robot then I, of course he's going to come off robotic you know yeah no, it's true too. And like, well taken, like now that you're saying this, I mean, they do always hit the same beats of like parents, Claire's mm-hmm. parents specifically, and like her dad. And then mm-hmm. also this beat of like knowing exactly what she wants mm-hmm. and the beat of being hurt before and like not settling. Mm-hmm. And it's just like those three beats in the proposal, like in the dinner conversation, like it just keeps mm-hmm happening in a way mm-hmm. that you're right does feel like very inorganic and could just be the result of being produced you know mm-hmm. probably is the result of being produced yeah but it just begs the question more than like what is there to this relationship <laughs> like <laughs> it's wild right like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if there are they now caught in this like they are now in this um their relationship is just a narrative Mm-hmm. you know in more ways than i think that we've ever seen on this show and um i didn't get a chance i mean because of when the show aired um i didn't get a chance to listen to all of like the podcasts totally. but i did notice that they really <laughs> they really 
forcefully they're like they they put out like a lot of i mean like there's this definitely a press strategy to this week mm-hmm. um chris harrison went on um almost famous uh lauren zima went on bachelor party um or bachelor mm-hmm. uh, batch yeah bachelor party um bachelor party yeah bachelor happy hour had an exclusive conversation with dale and claire oh wow and i didn't listen to this but i was just kind of thinking more broadly about like okay why are they doing all of this Mm -hmm. and I think it's like okay we've got to sell this a particular response to this narrative like we have to like it is real it is real it is honest and whatever and we are shot you know like in order to sort of offset the heavy-handed production nature of what this episode was yeah you need to have a producer go uh, um and sort of you know uh off um off record go yeah like i totally believe like it was crazy and like this was totally natural and like we Mm -hmm. didn't think of like we there was no sense of premeditation at all you know or you know what i mean um and to have like friendly reporters do that you know and just to kind of like move like pressure on like the discourse in a very specific way Mm -hmm. that conforms with the way that you want everybody to watch the show and um again it, it it just seems like again you see we see this like triangle of power working like afterwards you know after they've already filmed it where they've like kind of they're on the same page now about what is to be done here but in the moment when we're seeing it like be negotiated um and then after the fact them act like oh yeah okay this is like what it is that i think is like to me like the jarring part is like whoa you know I, I I see you trying to get me to see like see this a particular way. I can feel you doing that to me. Yeah. You know? Well, it's so interesting because remember too, like right after during filming, like Claire liked those tweets on Twitter that were saying that people felt like production had pushed her out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me that feels like again, like things hadn't been smoothed over internally, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like they didn't have a unified narrative of like how they were gonna sell it. Yeah. Um, and like, did you listen to Lauren Zima's interview with Julia Littman? I only listened to part of it because I honestly got annoyed. Um, it's barely tolerable. I can not listen to Lauren Zima do. It's, yeah. But like, she has this moment in it where she says, like, point blank, like, well, you know, Chris, you got to remember, like, Chris is always telling me, like, um, this show doesn't work if it's fake. Like they can only, they don't have the power to like fake that much. This had, you know, like this was really Claire and Dale and there wouldn't be a show if that had happened. Hadn't happened. It was just like, like yikes, Lauren. <laughs> and I like, do you, did you think when you were listening to her, mm-hmm. did you think that she really believed that? Or do you think she's, like a professional. I mean, she's a mercenary. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what was Juliet Lemon's response? She was like, fair enough. You know, she agreed. She actually, like, I feel like she's been a better Claire defender. And I think Juliet kind of like flipped in that interview and 
was like pretty pissed at Claire by the end of it. Mm-hmm. I think kind of like saw the whole thing as like Claire really wanted to get married and have this fairy tale and like that's why all of this happened the way it did. Mm-hmm. Which I mean that's probably why Claire was amenable to some of the suggestions, but I don't think that's like completely explains everything. For example, no. why Dale would do it and go through with it like yeah. I don't think that getting married was her idea, a proposal. I don't mm-hmm. think that that was not her idea. I don't Mm-mm. think. So the one podcast I listened to recently was um, Benoit was on Almost Famous. <laughs> no, you told me about this. this. He was on like last week and I, w- I wanted to bring it up last week, but I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. Because as, <clears throat> you know, as, as, we, as we and so many people have noticed, Benoit is like, the narrative is, it's as if, Claire was only on Juan Pablo's season. Yeah. And that's how they're treating this. Um, and uh, even though there is a slip up when Claire says, like, yeah, this is part of my journey on the show for six years, again, brings to mind all of her stints on other Bachelor shows, like yeah. the, like with uh, Benoit. Um, but I kept thinking a little bit about, after she said that, I was thinking, like, oh, how would this have really played out if they'd done, like, a straight up bachelorette season what was their narrative about claire gonna be were they really just gonna pretend like she hasn't been she hasn't appeared and played like five times you know like the way that they've tried to make it appear this way um it might sense they weren't i think they were actually gonna be i think they were going because they did they filmed with benoit they filmed i was just gonna say i just learned that today that they shot they shot scenes on march 10th with benoit mm-hmm. and claire so mm-hmm. he was gonna be part of it it was a different narrative yep the, i think the narrative was gonna be oh it just didn't work out because uh, what he mm-hmm. says and this, this is what i was listening for i wanted to hear why it didn't work out and also what yeah. if she was into him and apparently they did have like a they were into each other and i mean he mm-hmm. did propose to her and she did accept it and um on live tv it was like on tv we all saw it it was the uh, reunion special it wasn't yeah. even on the finale of the oh, show God. yeah iconic and um he says that he afterwards he realized that they oh shocker didn't know each other that well and that i mean they lived in different countries and he would have had to move to like sacramento or san francisco yeah. and get a job and all this stuff and he just he said like yeah i was just thinking about it i was like oh i just don't think like we're totally different people care about different things see things differently all this stuff and he was like yeah i just don't you know yeah just didn't think so. he overall came off very nice um and like kind of honest mm-hmm. um maybe and just sort of matter of fact too like he didn't have anything bad to say about claire really he was just like he in fact like blamed production for her edit and was just like interesting yeah so they asked him like um ben actually asked benoit what his read on the way that claire is being sort of portrayed and edited mm-hmm. was like if it felt like the claire that he knew and he was like no this doesn't seem like the claire that I know. So and, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that he um, doesn't really appreciate the way that the storyline, he literally says, like, yeah, I know for the storylines, like, they have to sort of, I guess, pretend like I didn't exist. But he seemed kind of a little upset by that and didn't really understand yeah. why, like, was sort of frustrated that, like, that Claire has to go, goes, um, you know, this is my fiance. I'm like, oh, I've been waiting forever for this, as if it's the very first time it happened. And he's just like, it's not the very first time. Um, and so I, I, I thought that was, um, 
I thought that was maybe like the most interesting part of that was that apparently their breakup seemed for the most part to be like pretty amicable. They're still friends. We're still friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever Claire, so then now like when Claire is like, Oh, um, my whole life has been characterized by relationships where men <sighs> didn't show up and they like, weren't interested. And they were just kind of basically like, you know, again, it, it was always their fault and not her. She had no part in any of it, but like yep. they just didn't want it. Um, I mean, from what Ben Watts said, at least their relationship was seemed like, oh no, they kind of mutually sort of maybe understood, like maybe he was like really, maybe the one I was like, oh, we know. But it wasn't, it didn't sound like there's hard feelings between them, you know? You know what I mean? Totally. And it's interesting too, like thinking back, I mean, her whole arc with him on Winter Games was like, they were into each other and then she wanted someone else and mm-hmm. like that guy dumped her and Benoit was waiting mm-hmm. and like that's what they got together which is like exactly what she keeps saying that she wants yep. you know and mm-hmm. it is annoying like i was thinking about this too when i learned that benoit had been added out it's like that is a i mean i think it does show that she um or excluding him kind of underscores the fact that she knows what she wants and like this mm-hmm. is it and she's like earned this thing but also it's like on a more base level shows how easily she is produced into accepting a proposal. <laughs> like they probably just didn't <laughs> want to like point that back out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a mess. So uh, how do you feel about Tasha? <laughs> oh, oh, right. Oh, Tasha. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I know that, um, we're sort of meant to to feel uh, excited, experience mm-hmm. sort of relief, like, oh, Claire and Dale are gone. And we can have good old, like, but they're already resetting, you know, yeah. um, as, as as we said they would. Um, although I di- I'm surprised they just, I thought they would have kind of like a transition, more of a yeah. transition versus, okay, well, we're just starting over. Um, that was surprising. Boys. Yeah, yeah, that was surprising to me. Um, again, I feel like one of the um, one of the ideas for the lead is that they're here for the right. If if no one else is for, here for the right reasons, the lead is supposed to be here for the right reasons. If they're not here mm-hmm. for the right reasons, like the whole show kind of falls apart. Mm-hmm. This is this is in part what they did to kneecap Juan Pablo is to mm-hmm. like make it seem like he had been just ingenuous from the start. And uh, that's why, like, the women left or that's why, like, you know, he was sort of be demeaned and sort of um, exiled from Bachelor Nation is because he was not there for the right reasons. And with Taisha, um, I just think given the, given the context, given that, like, she was just ready, I guess, to just show up um, and be kind of like this replacement bachelorette, mm-hmm. Um, like, and given that we know is like her dream is to be an influencer, and that this is part of that as part of her branding, it's just like I, I'm just like, okay, you know, this is not this is not the fantasy that I signed up for. You know, it doesn't feel that way, and it's not enough that she already there's more light in her eyes than we saw in Claire's eyes. Um, and and that I, I'm sure she'll bring, you know, like a different dynamic to the show and it'll be like, I think interesting to see how they make the transition. But I'm not mm-hmm. really excited about 
her. I don't think, um, because I know too much about her motivation here and that mm-hmm. it, and it's not purely to find love. And I, I want someone who at least is convincingly telling me that that is primarily what they're here for. And mm-hmm. I know that that's not primarily what Tisha is here for. How do you, what do you think of Ms. Tasha Adams? No, I mean, your point's well taken. It is like kind of sketchy, just like the way that they plucked her to be in this like bachelor sponsored podcast immediately before Claire's season was going to start. But then mm-hmm. she just talks so candidly on there about influencing and like the the value she sees in being able to like sell things to people. Like she clearly just like wants that life. Yeah. And she got it. I mean, she hit a million followers on Instagram this week. Um, All right. But like, despite my better judgment, did my heart skip a beat when she stepped out of the car? I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Like it worked. I, I was successfully produced at that moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be happy to see her, you know? Yeah. And just, I mean, fucking just the audacity of this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> act like she hasn't been there quarantining for like hopefully at least a week which would have been five days into Claire's season you know it's just like we're just supposed to be like yeah you know which I guess I I was for a second which like makes me excited I mean we've talked about like I'm just so on alert of this like watching Claire's season like the seams are just so visible Mm -hmm. that it's made me like very vigilant and it was at least nice to feel a glimmer of hope or like a little bit of like, oh gosh, I can just like suspend my (laughs) disbelief again. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I'm not on guard for anything, any shenanigans. Yeah. I will. I I share that feeling. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I share that feeling. I think it's just the transition. Um, And it was harsher than I thought. Yeah. I would have liked something um, I would have liked a a, a, a phone call. I, um, I would have liked a some from some sense that like sh- there was some decision making on her part. I would have liked her to articulate reservation. Something like just a little bit. I needed to be eased into that, yeah. um, or I wanted to be eased into that, and just to have her just like, oh, here she is, you know. Well- the fact that they fucking felt like they had to shoot a FaceTime with Neil Lane to explain how the ring got there, but not shoot a FaceTime with Tasha to explain how she got there. Like, it's it was really confusing. I don't really understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm excited to get, I think we're going to get, um, I'm excited to see more of Damar. <laughs> I'm hoping that we'll see more of Damar for God's sake. My beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> My prince. <laughs> Um, I'm really excited to see how the the house dynamic, you know, changes up. I think we're gonna see like the game that we know and love, mm-hmm. and it in the way that it's meant to be. Well, sort of, and more way that it's meant to be played. In mm-hmm. and so it'll. I think in that way, I'm happy to to focus on that moving forward, and and less this kind of weird nightmare that we've experienced for the last couple of day weeks. Um, but of course, you know, we do have that sit down with Claire and Dale coming for us next week in which hopefully the idea would be that your, your 
prediction will be confirmed because yet again in the teaser we did see Chris Harrison ask the question did you talk you know were you communicating mm-hmm. before this I really want to believe that there they'll finally go yes because there has to be like more to this twist there has to be a twist there has to be a reveal yeah right? like there has to be and otherwise otherwise I'm prepared to say like this was actually horrible and a waste of time <laughs> if they're if they're truly like if we don't get like true villains here, like mm-hmm. if we, you know, if we're not, if we don't, if they don't guide us to a final feeling about like, about like um, how we're supposed to feel about this couple, like it's really mm-hmm. convincing that's in line with what the show has been doing. Then I, uh, I, I think it's all for not, I think it's a huge missed opportunity. And I think that's what they need to do for us. Um, not just so that you're correct, but I think it seems to me the only thing that makes sense the only way this all makes sense is that they've perverted the process and because they lied, you know? So I'm hoping that that's what we see. Yeah. I mean, thinking about it too, it's going to be really interesting because usually they don't film the like after the final rose until it's been airing and they have an Mm -hmm. idea, like both the production knows kind of a little bit about fan reactions, but like also the players are aware of how they're being received and like Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to like speak to that but they couldn't have filmed this recently because the they use the same production cast for everything and everyone's Mm -hmm. filming that james season in pennsylvania right now Mm -hmm. so presumably they filmed this like while they were still in the bubble or like shortly after before all this started airing so like i think that could be a shit show or just interesting you know yeah Ah, I'm I'm very excited. I'll be honest. Like that, I'm more so. I think maybe I'd be more excited for Tasha if they hadn't teased that. If it was just like a clean yeah. break, then. I, but I was still like, oh god, I, I'm still. I need to know this thing about Claire and Dale that needs to be settled for me. So once that's that's done with, I think I'll be able to like really focus on Tasha and mm-hmm. and her and her performance. And um, but until then, I'm still gonna, you know. I'm still going to be like caught up, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. Like I was expecting this episode to be like 50% Claire and 50% Tasha. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess maybe I, I didn't think that they could take so long to wrap up the Dale stuff. And also like in terms of a cliffhanger or, or like a reason to come back next week, like I thought more Tasha drama would be the thing mm-hmm. versus Claire stuff. But here we are coming back for Claire. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah, I was surprised too because I thought they were just gonna leave. I didn't mm-hmm. think there was gonna be a proposal, but the fact that they needed to get a proposal in there, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense that they would do it this way now. Yeah, and that they sent them out of the bubble. Like, I guess I also thought Claire would be like mm. present or like they would stay at the resort and kind of film more of like how that was going. Mm-hmm. But- but it seems like we're just going to get like the happy couple selfie footage. Good riddance. Yeah. We'll see. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Super. <laughs> God. Uh, even though we know now that they're not physically in the same place. Do we know now? Yeah. Cause I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Cause someone, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but someone was like oh. that they heard that Dale was like in New York and heard- we know that Claire isn't. 
thing. Yeah, because Claire just called the paparazzi on herself to get photographed walking into a Target in Sacramento. <laughs> Wait, she did what? Well, so I don't know if you saw, like, I don't know if it was like People or E or something had these like pictures in there. They're like really zoomed in paparazzi lenses of Claire walking into a Target in Sacramento with like her her honker ring on. Oh. And, and she's like pretty done up and stuff. But like the paparazzi doesn't like hang out in Sacramento or like really know or care where Claire is. And it's like not uncommon for celebrities to call the paps on themselves mm-hmm. when they want to be photographed. Mm-hmm. So it's like pretty clear that Claire told them she was going to the Sacramento Target so she could be <laughs> photographed in her ring like the week after her proposal news. Mm, that makes sense. So yeah. iconic. Well, and I heard on Twitter, I have no idea if this is true. So hopefully no one is hung on to the podcast this long where they're still even listening <laughs> an hour and a half into it. But I guess Dale's been in New York City, like was very recently cited there, like you mm-hmm. were saying. And he has allegedly told a couple women that he's actually single. <laughs> <laughs> You'd love to Classic. see it. Classic. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> love to see it. Absolutely. But then also, like, has Dale been, like, flying cross-country to have happy couple weekends with Claire? Like, normal? Which is a huge COVID risk and very alarming? Or, like... I think we would know. I think Reality Steve would have broken that. That's true. Because um, yeah. he said that they're still together, as far as he knows. Um, though I love this... <laughs> I love and I'm choosing to believe that Dale is messy enough just to go, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's not real. <laughs> None of it is real. I think it's cheater energy to me. I'm just putting it out in the air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> of course. Yes, absolutely. This is a man, this, this seems like a man who my like sort of biography read of him is that, uh, He's a man who has enjoyed like the adoration of women his entire life and needs that affirmation continually. Mm -hmm. It's like a fix for him. And like once he gets it once, like he just needs it. And it's like not enough to have it from one person. I mean, it is interesting, like thinking on what's like quote unquote normal for this show. Like they always talk about like a past relationship and like a breakup. Yeah. And we didn't get that from him. Yeah. You're right. Either because he's never been in a serious relationship because he does need affirmation and just fucks around or they wanted him to be a blank slate. I don't know, but it is kind of weird. Yeah. This also, I mean, I guess one last thing on Dale um, and, and Claire, there's no families involved. Mm-mm. Good point. Like at all. Like there's not even a phone call. There's uh-huh. no... There's nothing, you know, and mm-hmm. I, which raises the questions like how legitimate is this engagement or serious is it really if mm-hmm. you, Dale, who is so close to your family, don't even like call your sisters or your dad and say like, yeah. oh, I'm, you know, you know, I'm gonna, or like FaceTime, they don't even, haven't even seen yeah. this woman, you know, and Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and with Claire too, it's like your mother is fucking dying, you know? And you're not even, or your, your, yeah. your family is like, 
going through this tough time and you're not even like consulting them you know what i mean it just seems Uh like okay again how you really want us to buy this you want us to like be full support of this well you're not doing the things that you need to do to make us feel like this is legitimate well and again you had time to screen time or facetime neil lane but you couldn't show i mean maybe we would have been more persuaded by the proposal if dale had been a little unsure and like called his sister Mm -hmm. for advice which like we've seen people do Mm -hmm. you know the leads always like talk to their family too right Mm -hmm. like right before who they're gonna pick so Mm -hmm. yeah it is kind of strange (sighs) this is a doozy we should take a second to congratulate ourselves we made it through this we did you know yeah I, I congratulations, Kate. I think you did you, have, you did wonderful. Well, congratulations, Dylan. I thought you were very insightful. I think we kept things pretty level headed. I think we we made it. We made it. Yeah, we're on the <laughs> other side. We're on, <laughs> on the other side. <sighs> what um are you watching anything else interesting? I mean, I'm still doing this uh, New Orleans season of Merit at First Sight. Mm -hmm. I'm devouring it. I'm crying all the time. I love it. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. It's just the, I mean, like I was saying earlier, it's like the perfect fantasy for me of like people reluctantly Mm -hmm. falling in love in the worst of circumstances. Like this season just like hits it well. And I mean, I'm, I'm sticking with it partially because I didn't realize this, but like COVID happened in the middle of filming. Mm Mm-hmm. So the couples actually like quarantine together or stay together longer mm-hmm. um, because they weren't sure if they could like leave their apartments. And I'm really interested in having like a comparison point to how The Bachelor mm-hmm. handled COVID versus Ooh. how Married at First Sight is dealing with COVID. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll report back. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear that. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to do we'll have to do a Married at First Sight like deep like deep analysis of the show you like some seasons right like you'll do it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i actually i like the show um Mm -hmm. i especially love season five and six of married at first sight australia uh (laughs) there it's whenever we get around to whenever we have enough listeners to do a patreon we'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to do we'll have to do that um it's magnificent magnificent television um yeah yeah but yeah i will we'll have to we'll get to that for sure yeah but what are you watching um still going strong with the korean drama um <sighs> it's but uh, i meant to um the show I actually wanted to talk about that I, well, I only watched part of it, um, but just to share with you was mm-hmm. a show called Naked Attraction. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> no. It's dumb. So it is a British dating reality show. Uh-huh. And the way it works, the basic conceit is that um, people nowadays make uh, decisions on who they want to date based on superficial things like um, their Instagram profile or whatnot. Um, but instead, what we should be making our decisions on is on uh, 
naked attraction. So just choosing the the, the naked person we're most attracted to based (gasps) literally on their naked body and choosing them. And the idea being that uh, we should trust our sort of natural animalistic sort of instincts, I guess. So the way it works, yeah. So the way it works is um, it's broken into two parts where there's Mm -hmm. like two like main people who are selecting like the person and all the other all the contestants are in these like boxes that are sort of um arranged like next to each other like they're like partitioned and Mm -hmm. they um are naked and so it starts where they're completely naked and there's no like it's like it's like there's no sensors or anything so (laughs) this first part is you just said what you see is you see like basically disembodied people like disembodied like dicks and legs just like sets of them next to each other and this woman this host is sort of asking this woman like okay so what do you like do you like this dick do you like this dick do you like this dick like so she has to like she has to sort of um basically choose who she like uh um she has to say no to like these guys based on at first just like what their genitals look like or their ass and then like they come out from behind the box and like you see them and you get you like oh you know i'm a computer whatever whatever and then they they leave whatever and then slowly like more and more of their body is revealed until uh-huh. they're like and and you've like and as like you've eliminated people uh-huh. until there's like a final two and they're just standing there naked and then and then um i lest we be i guess um sort of inappropriately like unfair sure. the the main person themselves gets naked no yes <laughs> yes and then the men uh in this case are free to comment on her body and what they what they think of her body um while she's just been commenting on like what she thinks of their bodies this entire time and uh and then she chooses like a final person and then they like go on a date and then um i guess you know live heavily ever after um it's it's so weird (laughs) It's so, I think the thing about it for me was it was just jarring to see so much nudity and it's not mm-hmm. I think because I'm a prude it's just more really what I find annoying is just like trading one superficial and like one-dimensional way of picking a mate for another one and thinking that mm-hmm. one is actually better than the other that's <laughs> um, <laughs> the one I couldn't really I couldn't really get past that um and I couldn't really get past the like uh the sort of reverse like oh i'm naked now too so it's fair and like would you judge me and everyone's just like i think you're hot too and it's like oh great god it works it works um yeah naked attraction um i'm so sold i mean like yeah you might actually really like it yeah i love i like i have a real soft spot for like the british dating shows too Mm -hmm. like i was super into that one i can't remember what it was even called but it was like a couple had just gotten together would like go on a vacation and like their parents would watch how the vacation was going and then meet the couple and like oh decide God. if they thought they should stay together. Um, actually, it sounds incredible. It was incredible. And I think like British like dating shows are just like more comfortable with the premise of like, this doesn't have to end in like, this isn't about marriage. Mm-hmm. This is just about like 
are you going to date for six months? <laughs> and like, I like that. Like, those mm-hmm. stakes feel better to me. Yeah. The stakes, I will say yes, the stakes are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, it was just so jarring. And like, <laughs> maybe, yeah, just be like, oh, okay. Like, they're just, they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And like, the host is like, giving out little data points about like, uh statistics about like penis size and like you know women really refer like girth over length and because it's more comfortable or whatever just sort of just like peppering these things in just sort of like validate kind of like what the woman was saying about what she uh-huh. preferred he's like oh actually like the, you know and all this stuff and it was just like or like oh actually you know broad shoulders are sort of statistically or scientifically it's like it's backed by science you know like uh, this is I don't think this is really for me. This is a little bit too, this is like a little <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but I think maybe uh, everyone seemed to have fun with it, which mm-hmm. was, I did, a, I could at least appreciate that. Um, and I think envy that they were all seemingly comfortable with their bodies in a way that I am not. Um, <sighs> so maybe that's what it was. It was like, I'm not comfortable enough with my own body to watch this and not like hate you and myself. So <laughs> I'm going to pass. That's probably what it was that's like the only kind of show you could go on and if you you would have to be confident you were gonna win like you would have to be the kind of person who thought you were the hottest person that's the yeah. only way i could stand it yeah. you know yeah yeah no way uh, <laughs> what a yeah. nightmare i'm yeah. so excited yeah look it up naked attraction i'm interested you've gotta you've gotta watch like the first episode and tell me what you think because yeah. i think the one after the girl is like it's another another woman who is uh interested in dating women and so it's a bunch of women too so i love how they're just like see it's fine like a (laughs) woman's doing it you know exactly yeah what What a win for gender relations Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it's definitely screamed like look how progressive we are here you know uh, maybe i'm just (laughs) my puritan sensibilities won't let me get there (laughs) I have somewhat less of those, so I will report back. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, next week, we'll talk about week four. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. But uh, if all of you at home have any spoilers, hot takes on whether or not you would be willing to go on Naked Attraction or (laughs) anything else, you should email us at thebatchsignal at gmail.com or dm us on twitter at batch signal and don't forget to leave us an itunes review yeah yeah a rating and a, a, re- a review if you feel so moved um tell all your friends well maybe not all your friends we're probably not a podcast for everybody actually uh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the people you think would like this yeah just pick two people in your life and tell them and then you can wipe your memory of any of this happening. It'll be yeah. good enough for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's good. Um, but we, we hope to uh, see, uh, hope you'll join us next week. Hello.